the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Everything is at stake. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 45, The Blue Demons Come to the Store. Late Monday afternoon, Phoebe set up about 25 chairs in the main room of the toy store and then went outside to wait in the courtyard. She'd been thinking about Mario and his girls team all week and still couldn't decide whether to coach them or not. Finally, she left it up to the chances of the moment. Standing by the gate, she greeted passers-by and had to explain, I'm sorry, we're closed, just here for a meeting. At 10 minutes to five, a group walked up the sidewalk and looked through the gate. A tall, dark-skinned man in a handsome summer suit asked, Team meeting for the Blue Demons? Phoebe? Terrence, I didn't know the team Mario was describing was your team. Phoebe unlocked the gate and Terrence entered with his daughter Shannon and Jorge and Maria Luna and their daughter Marisol. So you're the Blue Demons. I had no idea. We're a little early, but we've been managing the team and want to make sure everything's ready. Thank you so much. Let's see. I've got chairs set up in the big room inside. At that moment, a young man wearing a bright red and yellow soccer jersey and carrying a soccer ball arrived at the gate followed by three girls. Louis, Jasmine! The second girl was teammate Nancy, and they joined Marisol and Shannon, already juggling a ball with Louis. Meanwhile, a large blue van drove up and parked right in front of the gate. Out stepped Mario and a crowd of girls and their brothers and sisters and parents. More players and siblings and parents arrived on foot. A crowd of about 30 people now filled the courtyard, many of them juggling the ball and running soccer drills. Phoebe stood by admiring the action. This was really her style of life. She liked the teens. She liked the younger brothers and sisters running about. She even appreciated the parents trying to understand this surprising new environment. A bit of chaos and excitement served to stimulate a hidden talent. This is my lucky spot, here in the courtyard. Phoebe found a place to stand where she could see the whole crowd. Hello, everyone. Very few could hear her but some paid attention, and gradually others did too. It's great to meet you all. Mario and I are thrilled to see your team getting ready for a new season. Let's head inside, where the chairs are set up for us. The store is actually closed today. 
We're just here for the meeting. But feel free to come back any other day to enjoy the store when we're open. Mario translated as needed, and the crowd began to move inside. We're still missing two players, so I'll wait out here. Tell Terrence to get started. Phoebe gave him the padlock to fasten the gate after the stragglers arrived. Soon everyone but Mario gathered in the main room. Phoebe felt the player's eyes glued to her, examining her every move. She bolted back out to the courtyard to exchange places with Mario. But he was already locking the gate and escorting the last arrivals into the store. Mario, you've got to be in this meeting. Of course, I'm coming. As they entered the main room, Phoebe noticed that the group had broken in two. The parents were seated, talking to Terence Williams, but the young people were milling around the room, looking at things for sale. Lewis appeared at the back door and called to them. Come, we should check out this backyard. It's bigger than you think. We can play here. Mario, I'd better follow them. You join the parents. Phoebe stood on the steps down to the backyard and watched Luis organize the group. In a minute, he had a small-sided game going, with the team on the side waiting to play the winner. Two goals had already been improvised by moving rocks to define areas about eight feet in width. The teams were playing as if they'd grown up there. Phoebe sat and watched for half an hour and made her decision. As a game ended, she called them. Wait, everyone, please, come over here for a minute. They gathered by the steps, breathing and sweating. I'm not sure if you know, but Mario has asked me to be your coach this year. Yeah, he told us. I said no, but after seeing you, I changed my mind. That is, if you'll practice here two evenings a week, say, Wednesdays and Fridays, and if Lewis will help me. I like it here. It's easy to get to, but I can't come all the time. Let's this go for it. So this is going fun. to be Come fun. On. We can let's eat at do it. after. Yeah, let's try it. Uh, yeah, I can skateboard cool. here. It's not oh, too it's far. So close to home. Sounds like a plan. Now, let's see what the parents think. Can we start Wednesday at 5 p.m.? On Wednesday, it became clear that Phoebe had indeed hit her lucky spot. Fourteen girls arrived, and the practice went well. She was ecstatic. And in addition, nearly 20 friends and relatives dropped in, watched the practice, created traffic in the courtyard and the main room, and even bought a few toys and games. Over the following week, she began to understand the new dynamic 
that was unfolding before her eyes. The blue demons practiced twice a week, but the girls and their friends began to show on other evenings as well, to juggle the soccer ball and ride scooters and skateboards in the courtyard, walk around the store, and play in the backyard when Luis was there and Phoebe would allow it. The walk through the courtyard and the main room to the backyard and the walk back out again were perfect opportunities to see and be seen. The Flores brothers and the original group juggling and doing soccer tricks joined the new group for soccer games. A boring summer for these kids now had more life to it. The practice time was pushed back to 6 p.m. to escape the oppressive heat, and the social activity became an evening phenomenon. Soon, still more teens arrived to get in on the action, and a brand new world was born. After two weeks had gone by, Phoebe got up the nerve to ask Gilligan for a couple of afternoons off to coach the Blue Demons' summer-friendly games. Before Gilligan could panic and protest, Phoebe added that she knew at least two responsible young adults who would be happy to take her place whenever Gilligan needed them. And who are these responsible people who are willing to show up whenever you need time off? George Thompson's eager to come back whenever there's work for him. Haven't I told you to throw out that gum when you're working? It looks terrible. And George has got a regular job at Scudder's, as you well know. My, my friend Abby Chapman would also like to work. Abby Chapman? Abby Chapman? I think I've heard that name before, but I can't place it. I'll bring her in to meet you someday. Soon. Phoebe was happy to let the subject drop. It was probably better if he didn't remember where he'd heard that name. It was now mid-July, and Phoebe finally felt ready for Abby's visit. Yet her worries only increased. Two weeks had gone by since she'd read Abby's letter, and as she recalled, Abby promised to visit in a few days. Where was she? Was she okay? Should Phoebe do anything to try to find her? She stopped by the garden center three times to talk to her parents, but they were never there. Allison offered to send Chi-Chi to bring them back, but Phoebe just shook her head. Preparations for the concert could hardly have been going better. But Phoebe's dream of forming a team of detectives to protect Middletown and the forest had made no progress at all. She felt that she must do something.
bright blue sky The world I know it comes alive And I'm feeling like the time is arrived To be what I can be Oh, it's like the universe is at my front door To you it may be just a corner store But I'm afraid to ask more Cause it's a lot to me It's a lot to me It's a magic land And we're all in it Step right up and let's begin it Faces of people that we see. Father, mother, sister, and brother, come outside and see one another. Don't you think together we might find a way? Cause I gotta say. Make it happen today okay. Life could be wonderful and terrible too just about anything can happen to you, you, you I say it matters, it matters that what we do Something special, how I feel Now I finally know that it's real, it's real And I think together we might find a way Cause I gotta say We can make it happen too I gotta say We can make it happen too I gotta say We can make it happen today Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.